following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. <laughs> welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes. This is Inside the Jackal's Head, and what you were listening to, it is July 11th, 2021, and we're live once again on PSN Radio. Ooh, had a little burp there. PSN Radio, SoFlo Radio, and of course, we're all over the internet on YouTube, DLive, and all of those other beautiful video places. Now, before I go any further, I do want to ask everybody to please take a chance and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification button, like button, thumbs up, whatever, comments below, you know the drill. We're going to have an excellent guest within the next uh, 15 minutes here. The one and only Paul Easton is going to be with us. Uh, he's an Arizona tramp, if I have a new one, and he's got a really cool book we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And uh, he's a friend I've known him for a long time, and uh, he used to have a show here on PSN Radio. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun, as you guys know. Uh, we're getting up there right now with uh, the elections uh, being looked at in states. And uh, we have a lot to cover before we get him on, before we get Paul on here in the next uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We have uh, something that is breaking, and I really wanted to read on air tonight. This is just breaking, folks. And uh, th- this is... Uh, <clears throat> you guys heard the term game changer, right? Now... Anybody who's followed uh, what I've been uh, talking about here for the last, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, several years now, two, three years at least, I've been saying that uh, Georgia, Georgia, was going to be a major concern in the upcoming 2020 election because they have certain players which are not very, uh, well, let's just say, good for the morale of the country one of them being uh keisha lance bottom uh bottoms bottoms up who uh i suspect was very involved in some of the shenanigans that happened in georgia and i'm going to get to a story about that which is very important about what's going on in georgia at the moment with that said i do want to give a plug to a new feature on the website on publicstreamingnetwork.com if you guys go over there right now, there's a whole brand new section for pure solid news. If you click on the news, uh, breaking news tab, which is right on the main page, it'll take you to a whole new website, pure solid news. That's where all the news and information is going to go. So if you go to publicstreamingnetwork.com forward slash pure solid news, that is the brand new website. Please bookmark it. Check there for any news. That I'm going over on the uh, show today here. It is highly important that you do that for me. Comrade. Also, PSN-TV is going to go away uh, of the dinosaur. We're moving everything and streamlining everything to the uh, public streaming network uh, main URL. So, PSN-TV is going to end up actually becoming... PublicStreamingNetwork.com forward slash PSN TV. Instead of, you know, 
psn-tv.com. So just uh, keep that in mind also. A couple of different things are happening. There's uh, some changes here that are going on. Uh, we just want to streamline everything to like that one website. So again, psn-tv after this week is not going to be the .com anymore. It's going to be everything under publicstreamingnetwork.com. And that will be forward slash PSN TV. And of course, now the new one, PSN, uh, com forward slash Pure Solid News. With that out of the way and that said, um, let's get on to the story. And uh, this main story that uh, comes to me, uh, it's from Georgia. Georgia. And folks, I've been saying it for a long time, and now. It looks like the evidence is starting to mount up, and I'm going to read here. It says, everyone is coming to grasp of what I've been saying for the last three to four years since the 2016 election. What I've been uh, seeing is how the radicals are positioning themselves in swing states like Georgia. And uh, not just uh, is this going to be a problem, but it's now being widely reported, uh, reported as the smoking gun, right? And that's of the 2020 election now. While most didn't listen when I named Keisha Lance Bottom and uh, as uh, the problem, her becoming the mayor and everything. Um, and also said, keep an eye on Stacey Abrams, her sister, uh, Leslie Abrams uh, Gardner, who's a judge and a radical leftist socialist judge at that. Now, it's funny because a lot of folks are saying, well... If there had been some shenanigans in Georgia, why didn't the judges, you know, move forward and and make a big deal about it? Very simple. They didn't make a big deal about it because it wasn't in their best interest to do that at the time. Think about this, folks. If it's in your interest, why would you do it, right? If it's something that um, is good for the goose, why would you do it, right? So, with that said, um, you know, there is no need for, uh, you know, for th this kind of stuff to happen. Um, in fact, I would say that uh, as of right now, and, uh, you know, you know, as, uh, as it is, People need to start waking up and uh, start really, like, uh, smelling the goose for the gander. And, uh, look, whenever they tell you, oh, well, you know, you know, there there is problems, but it's not that big, you know, you shouldn't worry about it. No, folks, that's exactly what you need to worry about it. You see, they're not going to tell you when uh, they're making things up and they're, they're cheating. So... You know, if they're not going to tell you, um, you know, what's the the use of uh, of elections, right? I mean, why even have an election if the fix is going to be in and no matter who you vote for, it doesn't matter, it doesn't count. So that's why these, you know, election irregularities are important to be looked at because now it seems that with all the audits and stuff that's happening, uh, that, you know, it's time for, um, you know, people to start getting their stuff together and for people to, uh, you know, that 
get really going with the program here and uh, understand that they're being lied to and they're being cheated and then, you know, the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it's funny that people tend to do that consistently on a, on, a, on a regular basis on the left where they make stuff up, they project, and then, you know, they, they lie about it so much that they actually believe this nonsense. Uh, and, Look, guys, I'm not trying to talk about machines that did this or did that. A lot of this stuff happened because human beings made it happen, okay? Human beings brought those crates of extra votes from under the table. Human beings uh, corrupted the election process. Human beings are responsible for a lot of this crap that's been going on. Uh, so let's blame who needs to be blamed. Forget the machines, even if they were... Um, hacked into or whatever. Forget about that stuff. That's not the important stuff. The important stuff is the election process and how we can make it better. And uh, by ignoring it, it's not going to go away. Now, I know a lot of you are out there saying, well, Trump is going to come back in August. The evidence doesn't suggest that there's going to be any overturn in the White House. But it does suggest that there was cheating going on. And should there be an impeachment of the president? I think so. I think Joe Biden should be impeached. Kamala Harris should be impeached. And Nancy Pelosi should be investigated because I think that she's one of the main culprits behind the entire thing. Now, uh, as of it as it stands right now, they needed, I think, 12,600 votes to overturn the election because that's supposedly how much Biden won Georgia by. It's looking like more than 50,000 inactive voters were activated by the Democratic operative, and 174 batches were missing. That's 17,400 ballots. That alone, okay, gets Trump the victory. That alone, now there's 67,400, uh, and there's much more to come, supposedly, uh, that they're trying to uh, certify, uh, which are being, uh, you know, deemed to be false certifications. And what does that mean about the election? Well, we're going to have more of that uh, in the near future, I'm sure, given uh, Governor Kemp and uh, Georgia uh, state law looking into this. Uh, this is why they're trying to pass, or they passed the, uh, the laws uh, for voter reform in Georgia because what they did there was clearly you know violation of the law you have people that are voting illegally people that are dead that are being counted as voters all kinds of stuff that's happening not good at all and this is a major issue going forward not just for Trump but for all elections so this is big guys again this is very very big news um, now Donald Trump of course being the opportunist that we love made a statement saying, um, this is very big news. People are starting to see the light, and it's great for America. Restoring the confidence in our election is going to be impossible as long as Fulton County elections leadership continue to fail the voters of Fulton County and other voters of Georgia. They need new leadership to step up and take charge. And I agree 100% with that. With that, you have to get rid of uh, people like uh, Keisha Lance Bottom and 
all these other uh, people that are just not good for the for the society. They're not good for you know what's going on in this world. And uh, these people only have one agenda in mind, and that's power. That's uh, you know all they care about. With that said, you know it is what it is, and we just have to now continue forward. This is not the only state that are having uh, these uh, you know recounts and audits. Uh, when uh, Davis ran the data, he found that the approximate that there was approximately thirty-five thousand Georgians who indicated they had moved from one county to another um, more than thirty days before the November general election, as May. As of May, more than 10,300 had updated their voter registration information, providing the Secretary of State the exact address they had previously provided to the USPS, and those same 10,000-plus individuals all also cast ballots in the county in which they had previously lived. So there you go. You know, you want to talk about how Joe Biden miraculously had all these new votes? Yeah, if you count twice, sometimes three times the person in different counties that are swing state counties, yeah, he's going to win because he's getting counted in places that he's not supposed to be getting counted on, and then the actual voter is going to vote in their county without even knowing that this is happening to them. Folks, this is why universal mail-in ballots are a waste of time. This is exactly why you have to have voter ID laws. I am not of great health. I walked my ass to the voter ID uh, booth and I gave my ID and I voted in person. Every American citizen needs to vote in person, period. If you can't make it out there because you're overseas, because you're part of the Army, Navy, Marines, whatever, if that's the case, that's a different story. I understand that. You can make up with it. By doing a write-in uh, vote, you, but you have to at least request it so they know where it's going and know where it's coming from. This, this universal mail-in stuff that the left came up with was meant to cheat the system, period. Don't let Google lie to you. Don't let Facebook lie to you. Don't let Twitter or Twitch or any of these other social medias lie to you. That's the reason why universal mail-in ballots were created and no other reason, to cheat the American people from an honest and fair election. That is a fact. I don't care about Dominion machines. I don't care about hacking. I don't care about QAnon. None of that stuff matters. What matters is the facts. The fact is these machines are perfectly fine if you use them you know, normal. If you cheat the system like they did with the universal ballots, this is what you get. And I'm happy Georgia and other states are finally coming around and finally admitting to what happened. And finally, we're going to get to some truths about what happened on January 6th, perhaps. But more importantly, we're getting to the truth of what happened on 2020 on November 3rd. So, folks, check out the new website on uh, the uh, publicstreamingnetwork.com. Again, forward slash pure solid news and read up what's on there. With that said, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have Paul Yeson, the tramp himself, who's going to join me on the show here for some good conversation. And with that said, we're going to talk about his book. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. And again, we're live on PSN Radio. 
SoFlow Radio, and right now I'm joined by a gentleman who goes by a very complicated name, but I lovingly <laughs> call him the wise Arizona tramp, the wise frog, the man of many names, but he only has one last name, and I, I clearly butchered it, butchered it up, and it's okay, though, because he's my friend for many years, and he can forgive me for that. Paul Eisen. Yes. Good evening. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? And you're looking awfully oh. uh, dark there. Are you going gothic well, on us? Well, I like I told you last week when you when I found out, I didn't even know. I just, you know, just like with you, I always find out after the fact. Yes. Story of my life. Kelly, <laughs> my wife, is, is, is attempting to sleep, so the lights are out. Uh. And I got this little light that I stole from the granddaughter to attempt to give you something to look at you you don't want to look at me anyway i'm old so (laughs) you know what they say you're only as old as you feel and uh and i'm sure you feel a lot better than i do so i'm sure you're you're feeling pretty good i'm I'm 43 i feel every day as old as 84 so i don't know about you well (laughs) yeah you feel 84 i feel like i'm about 500 years old sometimes the amount of pain that i'm in well, knowing the back work uh, you've done in your life, uh, I know that you know the, the pain is definitely real. So, um, how you been, man? Because we haven't really had a a show in a while, and I know you you know you were here on PSN for a long time, and then the audience that are listening in are probably saying, "Yeah, I remember Arizona Tramp." Oh yeah, I had Swamp Gas, Black Swamp Radio. Yeah, where did where did uh, the Swamp Gas go? Did he finally get it fixed? What happened? <laughs> Oh, well, no, I didn't get it fixed. I (laughs) highly doubt that I will get it fixed. Um, I got tired of all the hoopla, to to put it short. I got tired of the crap. I got tired of the backstabbing issues. I got tired of radio owners, not Angel, of course, but I got tired of radio owners, and uh, it was just time. Plus... Uh, and this makes for great haunted stories a little bit later in the show, uh, where I, my studio was for doing black swamp radio that had several different shows on it, just like Mm -hmm. angels. Uh, it became, uh, no more. It was tore out and we now have a nice, beautiful, big kitchen Mm. and the ghosts in the haunted dwelling came to play during the time that it was built. And we can talk <laughs> about that in a little bit, I guess. But, oh. um, there's a story there is a story about that in no the kidding. book. Yeah. Now let's let's jump right into that because you did uh, just uh, pen a book uh and you actually beat me to it because I was going to write a book and I, I think I started before you and you're like, "Ha, amateur." Uh, and then you're like, da, 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 da. "Book done." And I'm like, damn it! I'm still like, it was a star, a dark and stormy night, and that dot dot dot, <laughs> and then I didn't continue from there. So tell us about your book, because I I'm, I you know, right, I want everybody well, to listen and uh, and check the book out. No, this isn't gonna uh, show up right here. Well, okay, none of you put is, it like that. You can see it. You, you can see. You can see how thick it is. That's okay. what she said. Yes, it's a very thick book. Yes, <laughs> very thick. Yes, she did. She said, it's thick, can it stay awake, though? You know? Yeah, uh, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's called Swamp Dust, Four okay. Twisted Tales. It's got four different stories in it. 
The very last story is why I said to Angel, ha, because I've been working on that, the, the last story, mm-hmm. since 98. And it took me 10 years to write, and then life happened, and it, you know, uh, it finally got published with this in, in 2020, at, in December. Right. It's got a story about time travel, which is, uh, and it's it's a love story at the same time, but the story with the time travel stuff in it is basically my life. Mm. If you remember. Yep. If people remember. And then there's haunted Millberry stories in here. There's several haunted, haunted Millberry stories about the, that's the town, name of the town that I live in. We're so big, we don't have a stoplight. That's how big we are. Uh, but there's that's plenty a huge of ghost town. Stories. Yeah, that's a huge town. <laughs> Was that like yes, a population of 50? <laughs> no, I think uh, it's like uh, 2,700 or a little bit bigger than that. It's a village. It oh, is wow. not, it's not a town. It's a village. Gotcha. Makes sense. And <clears throat> it's beautiful because I don't have to put up with city life. You know, and I, I don't yeah. need to say any more than that. No, no, you don't. You know? I, I live in a city. I, I understand. <laughs> I can I can walk outside and it, it's peaceful and it's quiet and it's dark and there's no noise at night. And then there is a story about uh, some kids and a dragon and some trees that get knocked down by the dragon. You know, that I actually came up with because trees in the backyard came down for I couldn't figure out why, but it had to be a dragon that did it. And I made up the story about the dragon and the kids. But uh, the very last story is called Immortals Among Us. Uh, the first one's called Twisted Life. But uh, Immortals Among Us is magic dragons. It is immortals that used to be the gods that walked the earth. Now they're just living amongst humans. And it's like witch, uh, immortals pretending to be witches, pretending to be mortal. And, you know, and the witchcraft is so like, oh, well, that was magic. You know, don't worry about the weird stuff that I do sort of thing. And then the government gets, gets involved. And then there's a mortal that finds out who they are and wants to become immortal with them. And, of course, there's dragons in it. Uh, like the, the main dragon in it's named Morticia. <laughs> Sounds like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> well, she's a cool red dragon, and uh, so um, that's cool. So uh, now I know that you're into uh, cryptoids and stuff like that, and and creatures. Uh, is that why you incorporated the dragon in there, or is there another reason? Uh I like dragons. Oh, that'd be a particularly good reason, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was in the Dungeons and Dragons when I was young. Even and better reason, I like yes. dragons. Yeah, uh, dragons were always cool. The reason so I ask like is I have to have a talking dragon. Well, the, the reason I ask is because I know the whole time travel stuff that we've talked about in the past, and I know how you like to incorporate, you know, your own experiences. So I thought maybe you had an experience with an actual dragon somewhere, because I've heard yeah. a lot of people, like uh, for example, in ufology. We have the petroglyphs in the sky, which are sky dragons, and uh, yeah. a lot of people are seeing the you know sky dragons uh, within the last uh, couple decades, and reported what looks like dragons flying in the Arizona. Ironically enough, has been a hotspot for a few of these sightings over the last two decades. 
Um, I think Jeff Woolwine has become kind of famous on the internet with the uh, Petroglyphs in the Skies, and uh, he's reported actually in videotaped what looks like dragons flying. So I thought maybe that had a little something to do with it, but if it's just because you're a fan of dragons. Well, <laughs> when when I first started the or, uh, Immortals Among Us, uh, the last story mm -hmm. uh, in this book, I started it in '98. Okay. And it's it's got uh, it even mentions Rocky Horror in it. Oh, cool! Oh, there you go. <laughs> and and uh, because at the time I was going to, I was participating in Rocky Horror, and I was in the occult. And you weren't dressing I, up like uh, what's his face. I <laughs> I have been everything but Morticia. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have played Frankenfurter. Yes, I did. Oh and, Lord. But no, yeah, no, I don't go that way. But no, no. Anyway, well, I know you have a wife. It was a fun thing to do, <laughs> and it would. It was in a college town, and uh, I would mess with the 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 football jocks. You know, they'd drive up and they'd see me bent over tying my shoe or something, and I'd turn around oh. with a full face beard, and and they would like hit the you know gas and. and <laughs> Go across the, the red light, and the cop would be sitting at the corner, and that would be that, and it would be funnier than hell. You know, it, hold, hold on one second, Paul. Let me alt escape. Delete. Okay, I'm deleting that from my memory bank because I don't want to ever have that in my memory again of you dressed up like. Oh, <laughs> oh that, really? that's a scary thought. You, you, with a beard? Yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez, man, that that brings back awful memories of that movie. But it was a great movie. But uh, <laughs> you actually did that to your, to your football players in each school. That's crazy. I can only imagine yeah, like the shock and horror they're, in their face. Yeah, they're dumb, <laughs> drunk and they're screaming, and they see what they think oh, is some hot, hot chick. chick. Yeah, and she's like bent over and stuff. And I turn around and say, "Yeah, can I help you?" And they hit the gas and they go, you know, and. Yeah, I, I got to comment down a little bit because Kelly's yelling at me there. She's I trying heard, to sleep. And, I heard. She's like, I'm like, sleeping. Yeah. But um, now let, let's uh, get to uh, something that I really wanted to, to touch on here because uh, the book is on now. Uh, how can people get it? Because I, I, is it on hard copy? Can they buy the hard copy like you have there? And where can we find the book? Uh, Amazon obviously is a, a place, correct? Amazon is, is the place, but you can go to your local bookstore that sells new books and order it. Okay. Uh, it's in digital format, and it's in hardcover. Um, uh, in digital format, an ebook at Amazon, it's only $3, cool. $2.99. And that's the lowest. They'll let me keep, you know, Sell it, yeah. have it. Now, and, and, would you do something like the cool? Hardcover, would you do something for like the, hard... the audience? Would, if they buy the hardcover, would Infinity? Would you sign it for them? Uh, if they want to go through that, I would do that. I definitely would do that. Now, the hardcover, Brian Bolden. You know Brian, a good friend. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's the one that formatted a book. It's in decent sized font, so you don't go blind. Good. And that's why it's 540 pages long because it's <laughs> the font, you know, the font is, yeah. is is that size. But he also did the cover for me. Oh, and it, cool. if you want to see a picture of the cover, simply go over to PSN chat and I, I put the cover, of, you know, and you can click there and go get the book. 
Very cool, very cool. Uh, now, as far as the uh, the time travel aspect of the book, uh, let, let's get into that a little bit. Because uh, I know you said that that's uh, a part of, of course, your history that we know of. Uh, now, how did you incorporate that into the book? Uh, since the book, uh, you know, it's mostly fiction from, uh, you know, what matter said, it's a collection of stories. Uh, how did time travel get involved in there? Well, uh, <clears throat> and mind you, this was published in 2020 in, in December. Right. Uh, a lot of what took place in this book in a separate, in a, you know, <sighs> realities can shift and they can change and and you can start a new reality just by doing something or not doing something right all right so uh, all this in in twisted life is what took place in another reality for me and like for example the reality is instead of two towers coming down during 911 only one tower comes down all right. Okay. And uh, the coronavirus, they only had one vaccine. And within six months, that vaccine started killing everybody. Mm. And everybody dies by 2022. Which is the big fear a lot of folks have now in, in the real world, uh, book aside. Uh, I think everybody thinks that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, this was published before yeah. any vaccine. So um, it talks about, uh, at the beginning, it's more like a, a narration for the first 18, 20 years of my life where certain events happen mm -hmm. and so on, like the event where my mother kills my father and gets away with the murder. Yeah, um, and it talks about the alien experiences, uh, being abducted as a child all through my throughout my twenties, uh, it, it and and all that kind of thing. And then it talks about um, uh, what I how I used to. Uh, go time traveling and who I used to go time traveling with and how my life got mucked up and so on and so forth in the book. Some of it is fiction, of course. Uh, I'm going to leave it to people to figure out what was fiction and what's not fiction. You know, I'm not, I can't sit here and tell you the whole story. Right. Other than, you know, um, went back in time to 1960 was living my life there, ended up with my friend that, and we ended up in, you know, uh, the war between the states where I died of a gut shot. Uh, then the alien stepped in, saved my butt, dropped me back into the present day. And then we went back and we did it again where I was uh, shot by the same group of people that shot me before only this time they didn't save me 
and uh, reincarnation takes place, and I start living it all over again. Was it like a time and loop? Where do you think I came back? Well, it was well, a time loop. But it was the same. Ma- back? But it was the same exact I, time, right? Or was it like because rebirth? because I died before I was born? Uh huh. I came back and was born again in '63. Gotcha. And the whole reason I have this ability in the story is because the aliens messing with me. And get this, my mother and her parent, her parents and my mother and my mother's sister came from another world and did their thing and they now live here. Mm. So I, in the story, I am half alien and half human. It's written in, in first person. So that's why I'm saying I. And it's written in a storyteller. The, the first story is written in a storyteller fashion. So that imagine you're sitting there by a fire pit and someone is telling you a story mm-hmm. or a few, other, a few people are telling you that story. Right. That's how the first story goes. It's called Twisted Life. Uh, there's more to it to that. Yeah. Uh, time, time. Blah, blah, blah. What is it? Uh, yeah, time slips, reality shifts, and aliens. That's the uh, subtitle. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I did my best with it, and and there's another book coming out here sometime. I'm not sure. I've only got some stories started. I haven't finished anything yet. Because uh, it's summertime and life happens. Yeah, yeah that's true too. Uh, now, is this going to become a series of books, or just uh, the next one will be the last uh, cha- chapter? Do you know yet? Well, Swamp Dust Two will be similar stories, but they will be altogether different stories. Gotcha. Oh, it's like uh, <clears throat> this was a dabbling type thing to figure out in the directions that I wanted to do with Swamp Dust, mm-hmm. and then with Swamp Dust Two, it'll probably be shorter stories that go really super fast. Um, because Brian Anderson, I don't know, do you, you know Brian Anderson from Australia? From no, from uh, well, I used to live in Dayton. Oh no, he's a voiceover technician, and he also works with aircraft. But he's supposed to be doing my digital um, audiobook. Gotcha. When it's done, but I was thinking basically about him at the same time. It's like okay, well, if I make a sh- uh, short stories that are two thousand, three thousand words long for each of these stories and put them in in Swamp Dust 2, then it's easier for the narrator to pop out each story. Right. And it's easier for people who are purchasing to, okay, they can order this and then they can get the rest of it and then they get another chapter and another chapter. I'm understanding that's how it's done these days. Yeah. And a lot of people will sell a book by writing a chapter, and then it says "Stay tuned for the next chapter," and it's released that way. It's something Amazon started or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might try that, but I also have planned a whole book of hauntings. Nice um, in the northwestern Ohio region, you know, going all the way back to the 1800s to present day. And 
that kind of thing. Uh, in in uh, Twisted Life, I talk about historic things that happen uh, in his historic buildings like the Commodore Perry. It used to be the Commodore Perry Hotel in downtown Toledo. And that building is haunted to this day by a ghost girl, a mm. uh, uh, young ghost girl. Well, that's basically what Twisted Life was written, centered around, was this ghost girl. And uh, that's where I got the whole thing for that, Right, was this ghost girl. And I go from that to the Collingwood Art Center that used to be uh, a place where nuns lived in what, back in the day. And before that, it was something else. And... The Oliver House, which was a hotel uh, where President Lincoln stayed overnight. Oh, wow. And this hotel is also very haunted. Uh, so that's where I took stuff from to, to make the book better. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. Uh, that That's uh, because you're incorporating real places that people could actually go and visit also. It's not just making... Right, uh, right. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. a description at the end of Twisted Life about the, the facts of what people believe are the facts of, right. of the buildings. You know. Now, how much um, do you think is uh, lore with some of these stories or do you think is uh, truth to a lot of these hauntings? Okay, well, with the Commodore Perry Hotel, uh-huh. uh, well, it's now the, an apartment building, but in the early 80s, AT&T was in this building. Okay. And it, this was after, well, you know about the story when my daughter died. Yes. All right. And she, uh, that's the story I'm not going to get, we're not going to go no, there on this no. show. But uh, I was homeless and I was a mess. At the time, and it was the dead of winter, and uh, I walked in to the Commodore Perry, knowing full well that there was a ghost girl there, and so I walked in, and there she is, sitting on on the bottom step, and she's never supposed to sit down at the bottom step of the stairway that that has gone to the blocked off level of what used to be the lobby, uh, and so on. And we stood there, and I didn't realize that this was a ghost that I was talking to for 10 minutes. And I was talking to this girl. And the security guard, who used to be the doorman for the hotel, uh, explained what was going on to me. Because uh, when he said uh, that was a go- the, the ghost girl, and I'm going, no way, that can't be Artemis. That can't be her. And she, yes, yes, yes. Did he visually see you talking like to nothing? Or? He visually saw me talking. He saw me talking to myself. Got yeah. I saw a full apparition. Apparition, right? Girl, yeah. I, she was wearing a black leather jacket. She had ponytails. Oh wow! And she was wearing wearing a red uh, a white dress. So it wasn't like you were uh, talking to like a white mist or a shadow. No, you were talking to what looked like well, a person. I was talking yeah. the full apparition just like I'm talking to you. Gotcha. Well, I could be a ghost, you never know. I could be a, In Collingwood you, Arts uh, uh, I have gone in there with Toledo Ghost Hunters and with Haunted Toledo and um, done all kinds of it, it, that place has got an evil entity in it and it's it's haunted as well. 
Do you think the girl's the evil entity, or do you think that she's just the one of the bystanding ghosts that is just hanging around? Uh, in Commodore, it, she's the main thing. Main um, at Collingwood Art Center, she has nothing to do with Collingwood Art Center. It right. is uh, a priest. I know who it is. I know it's a priest, and I know it's a nun. And there are, they swear up and down these days there were no children there. Mm. But I know it was children after World War One. Um, after World War One ended, there, there, uh, a lot of the parents uh, couldn't deal with the kids anymore, or their parents died, or mm-hmm. whatever the case. These kids had nowhere to go. And Miami Children's Home, which is the same children's home I was in when I was a kid was full up so they put these kids there Mm. what did the priest do the priest uh the catholic priest took these kids and sold them into human trafficking in the name of donations for the church Mm. wow the good old church you know that haunted toledo tells me i'm full of it but i know that you know that reminds me i don't know if you've ever seen this movie called the devil's backbone no, I, no. I don't think I've Okay, it's uh, a film directed by Guillermo del Toro, who did Hellboy 1 and 2. He's done, you know, Pants Labyrinth, a lot of really great films. And um, in this movie, it, by the way, it's in Spanish. It's uh, it's shot in Spain uh, with English subtitles, and, you know, they did a translation for, for America and whatnot. Guillermo del Toro does mostly American movies. This is one of the few Spanish movies he made. Um, and the reason they made it because the script is just incredible. The reason I bring it up is because it deals with a very similar subject. It's about a, a boy in Spain during the war who his father drops him off at an orphanage that is haunted by a child who got murdered a few years before when the war started by one of the guys that works there as a, as a, um, a handyman. And he works with a priest that works at the, at the orphanage and the uh, the uh, nuns that work there, and none of them suspect it's this guy because he's such a, a nice-looking guy. But he's the one that killed this one kid. He abuses the kids. It's a fascinating movie. The main kid in the movie that shows up at the orphanage uh, is dropped off, just like you said, because his parents couldn't deal with it at the moment. They were, the father was off to war, so they dropped him off there and left him there. And then he goes through the experiences of seeing the ghost kid and and having to kind of investigate what happened with the kid and how he died and the ghost keeps coming around and it's a i mean the movie is incredibly well shot uh to put it this way Guillermo del Toro has worked on major Hollywood movies and this is a small independent film and he said publicly that the one movie that he's made that he's a hundred percent satisfied with the way it came out and it was a perfect production was that movie because everything that he wanted to say in the script and the story, he was able to tell it the way exactly he wanted without any studio interruptions or any shenanigans or anything like that. It's a masterpiece. I've, I've recommended it to uh, people who don't speak Spanish and they watch the subtitle version and they've always come back to me and said, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's haunting, it's yeah. scary, it's... Uh, you know, one of those movies that puts you in a position that you start reflecting on the, the way things were back then with the war 
and the way the you know families would actually split up because of you know kids couldn't be taken care of by parents this stuff really did happen and uh you know it isn't shocking that's in the book because this stuff happened for real and in, in a lot of places and it doesn't shock me that this is an experience that you had also or that these people had in this uh you know this place because this happened worldwide it wasn't just in spain it happened in america it happened you know anywhere there's been wars parents in the uh you know world war one world war two era did that for to their kids a lot uh well yeah, yeah. There was, uh, in fact, I, I published this on Facebook, what was it, two or three years ago. I'm with Harold St. John okay. from uh, Toledo Ghost Hunters, and we are in the attic of the Collingwood Arts Center. Uh, and this is the uh, where the kids used to hide. And they, they, would, they would hide above the auditorium, that's where the attic was, in, in the front part of the building. Uh, and... I'm talking to Harold about this and he's just like, well, this is the first time I've ever heard it. And me, I don't know if you remember Kara, she used to go to, uh, she was in my chat room quite often. And it's uh, been a few years, but I remember, I remember her name. (laughs) She was, she was with me at the time for this. And, uh, they're asking questions and all this kind of stuff, trying to see if they can drum up any activity. Now, mind you, we're four stories up. Mm. And so anyone that is in the building is three stories down. Right. This is a stone building that's thick. Sound does not travel that well. I made the comment, if there's any children here, give us a sign. It sounded like you had 30 kids jumping up and down on the wood floor. It was recorded. You could hear this. And it freaked everybody out that was up there. Mm. And that was kind of my vindication moment because everybody was telling me that I was full of it. (laughs) (laughs) And then that was the moment you turned on you were like, told you so. <laughs> you, did, did. You, you did. You did. You have to do that. You, you know, it's funny because a lot of people suspect that it's all make believe that it's all junk. I, when I moved to Florida, and I don't think I ever told you this story. When we first moved to Miami, uh, the first place we lived in was a haunted house, and I don't mean like the youth fair haunted house. I'm talking about like I was a kid sitting, you know, doing a. Uh, kid things like coloring in the coloring book and next thing you know I look up and I see things sliding across the table by themselves and floating in air and TVs turning on and off by themselves I mean I saw this as a kid and it freaked me the hell out so when somebody tells me yeah there's a, an apparition here or I saw a ghost there I tend to be more of a believer than most uh, people because I've seen it with my own eyes but most people like look at that kind of stuff and they're like ah come on and, you know, they, they tend to, like, not really believe it until they see it for themselves. And then it changes Nobody, the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. 90% of people will just look at you like, okay, you got some more of that stuff I can smoke with you? <laughs> you know, I mean, and I, I'm guilty of it. I have done that, too. But, oh, well, you can't see this, I don't think. Uh, this mug. My Which latest paranormal. The Witch's Brew. I, I bought this mug about two weeks ago. 
cool. And I had five dollars and half dollars. I put in the very bottom of, gotcha. the, of, of this. I put ten dollars with the quarters in the top of it. I put the rest of the silver and then I put the pennies. All right. And I set it up here on my dresser. The only person that knew outside of myself was the dogs and my wife. All right. I, I the grandkids, nobody nobody was been here to get into it. Plus they never knew that I had it in the first place. I go to the bank. I have a dollar fifty left of half dollars. What? The woman the woman counted all the change for me, you know, and, and stuff like that. The half dollars, the silver, is missing. And the wife's words wasn't her. This, <laughs> this cup is what eight inches high. Yeah. It didn't spill out at any time. You know, and it, Kelly didn't take it. I know for a fact she didn't take it. She don't need it. She's got more money than I do have to, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's kind of weird. Now, have you had uh, any uh, issues in the, in the uh, house there? Have you had any uh, sudden other movements? Uh, well, two weeks missing ago, items. there was an issue with the two, not missing items, but other than that, two weeks ago, we had, uh, I had, uh, the garage light was on, and I went, uh, to kiss the wife goodnight, and I went back out to shut the garage light off, and guess what? It was already off. It was never on. But yet I saw it on. You know, and then there's the stuff you see out of the corner of your eye and all that. That's that's all not any big deal. But that's got that got drummed up, I think, because I tore the carpet up and there was old tile there from the forties that was on the floor, and I took it up and the paper underneath it. And, and, uh, you know, so I, I think that's what, what started that up because when we did the kitchen, oh man, you would not believe the amount of paranormal activity last year that was going on in this house. I mean, and when they put the floor in for the kitchen before any of the walls were up, you could hear, I heard one night I heard somebody literally running across the kitchen floor, but. Nobody, nobody did that. Did you suspect maybe they you were upsetting the uh, the inhabitants there live there with you? Maybe they're like they're like, what are you doing to our uh, our establishment here? You're destroying our kitchen. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> it had to do with that. You know, the, if these beings or spirits have been there for a long time, they might not be very uh, you know uh, thankful or, or graceful about change. It might be, uh, you know, used to be in there and they don't want to see the, the good old spot changed. Now, what do you think that the spirits stick around, uh, you know, in, in haunt locations? I mean, do you think it is uh, a consciousness or do you think it is uh, just a residual? I think sometimes it's residual and sometimes it's on purpose. And Demonic. sometimes it's... Sometimes it's just a loop of an event. That makes sense. You know, a, 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 an event that was extremely emotional and full of energy. You know, it's funny because uh, we talked about something like that on Skywatchers Radio years ago with uh, me and Alan. Uh, we're, we're talking about um, residual hauntings and uh, coral 
and Coral Stone's playing a, a possible connection with uh, not only residual hauntings, uh, but also with possible uh, orbs and orb activity that people think are UFOs or aliens, uh, might be coming uh, from uh, recordings within the actual ether or the atmosphere uh, through Coral. And uh, and he made a pretty interesting case of it. Uh, Coral it, is nothing more than calcium. I know. And what is calcium? We all have calcium, calcium in bone. our bone. Right. We all have it's calcium. Bone. It's it's it, the bone of of the living plants. I mean, it's the skeleton of, of the plants. Everything. Right. And everything has bones. Well, most everything has right. bones. Most things on this planet that we know of have have bones, but uh, in the, the grand scheme of thing, of things, uh, calcium, water—I mean, all these things are all these elements might have a, a form of recording data that we are not even aware of. Uh, I mean, we know crystals can record data. We, we're just well, figuring yeah, that out I, now. So. As far as calcium uh, could hold energy data, uh, a time. Um, a fragment of time in a loop or something. Calcium can do that very. Yeah. I, I I don't have any objections to that theory. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an interesting theory that he brought forward and uh, uh, brought forth. And, and I mean, I haven't seen anybody really dig into that. Uh, but it's interesting because he does make a, a good point where you could actually look at it and say, well, that could be a, an explanation for some apparitions, but. Not for, like, some of the stuff that I've seen. I mean, I've seen, you know, things thrown around, chairs being lifted and thrown across the room. I'm sorry, but if you're uh, stuck in a time loop and it's just a recording, I doubt that they're trying to pick up new items like brand new chairs and throw it across the room. That wouldn't be a part Correct. of the time loop. So <laughs> I think that is uh, when, when there is a physical object picked up, and or, or levitated or whatever that is an entity that has chosen to remain there on that uh, in that house or building or whatever right. the hell you know but just like chris tillman told asked me on swamp gas a long time ago with uh from Toledo ghost hunters he says well what happens to these ghosts like the apparitions or the 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 ones that choose to stay there. What happens to them when the the buildings tore down? Mm, that's a great we were question. Discussing, yeah, we were discussing Old Riverside Hospital and how it was extremely haunted, and and um, how it was known that there was a nurse that walked on the second floor and it would walk, and you could literally see this nurse from Summit Street when you looked up to the second floor at night. You could see and the apparition of her. What happens? When the buildings tore down, I mean, where does that egg segment of time end, and they just live in a past segment of time? What the, you know, what goes on? Well, you know, actually, there could be an answer for that because I mean, uh, look at some of uh, more modern buildings that uh, haven't had any death, but yet some of them do report apparitions uh, happening in them, and you have to ask, well, where do these apparitions come from? Uh, why is it that there's something here when this building is new? 
there's a school that and I saw this on on YouTube, which is not the most reputable place for videos on ghosts, by the way. Uh, but this looked pretty interesting. It was a school that was built not too long ago. There's never been any deaths there or anything, but it was built over an old cemetery. They used to be in the neighborhood. And part of that cemetery is right on the line where the school was built. And uh, since they built the school, there's been all kinds of, like, shenanigans and, and voices, footsteps, things being heard. And, again, this is not a place that had any recorded deaths or anything of that nature in there outside of being near a cemetery. Uh, now... Are, do you think maybe those ghosts are walking from the cemetery over to the school and say, hey, let's check out the new digs? Uh, like, how would that happen in a place like that? It's a, it's a question. Well, I've always been under the perception as cemeteries are dead people. Right. That's just their body that's there. Their spirit has moved on. Their spirit usually doesn't follow where they bury the body. So how, why would a cemetery be haunted? It's one of the most safest places that I know of to hide out at night in because there's no ghosts. But it's creepy. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> well, of course it's creepy. There's, there's headstones. There's dead people everywhere. We just, you know, they're underground. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I, I understand that, you know, mentality or ideology of cemeteries uh but you know hollywood sells us on like there's ghosts all over cemeteries every time you see a movie where there's a cemetery it's either a ghost or a zombie movie uh so you never get that you know very safe quiet cemetery feel uh in fact one of my favorite movies of all times uh deals with that very same concept which is return of the living dead which they're in a cemetery, they're just partying, next you know, the dead are rising, and you're like, what the hell's going on? And, uh, you know, that's what makes it all creepy, because Hollywood's kind of fed into that. Even, like, the movie The Frighteners, remember that movie with uh, Michael J. Fox from the 90s? Uh, the Frighteners yeah. is uh, about a cemetery that's haunted. You see, like, the... Remember the, the movie um, uh, Full Metal Jacket? Remember the, 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 the main general that screams a lot? I forget his name now. But he's the guy yeah. that the, the dude blows his head off because he's being mean to him. Well, he's in The Frighteners. He plays a ghost, which is funny. It's because he's playing the same character from Full Metal Jacket as a ghost. And it's absolutely <laughs> hysterical. If you haven't seen the movie, it's, a, it's one of the funniest movies in, of, the, of the 90s with Michael J. Fox. He, it's kind of like he, he's playing like Marty McFly with ghosts instead of time travel. But it's kind of like right. a similar character type. Uh, with a bunch of funny ghosts that help him in hauntings. Uh, they actually help him. They're friends of his, the ghosts. So he goes like to uh, to catch ghosts at haunted places, but the ghosts are helping him so he can make money. And they're all in on it. Like, they're two buddies of his that, that are ghosts that are helping him with uh, with lying to customers to make money. And like the, the reason they're doing it is because they get to hang out with the living, with him, and uh, they go to his house, they hang out, they drink some beer, they sit down, they talk. They're friends. They're, they're like lifelong buddies, right? And he goes to the cemetery, and you see the cemetery full of ghosts. So imagine if you're watching that and you're, you know, staying there at a cemetery, that's what you think of. Those kind of movies. Hollywood always does that. It, like, 
interacts and interjects, you know, like the way they want you to believe things are. But, you know, you make sense where you say cemeteries are very peaceful, very quiet because everybody's dead. But at the same time, how is that school haunted? I right? couldn't tell you. Right? And I saw some footage, man, that creeped me out. They they actually called this one of the most haunted uh, locations in, uh, I think it was not in the States. I think it was this is out in Europe somewhere. But it's considered, like, the most haunted school in the, in the entire, like, country where, where it's in, well, in uh, Europe. I, I am far from, from an expert at paranormal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, you know. No, nobody no really is. Everybody says they are, but nobody really is. You know, yeah. No, no, there is there is no experts in the paranormal. And yeah, I agree with you. Anybody that says that they're a paranormal expert is full of shit. Yeah. yeah so. It's like the, the people say, I'm a ufologist. Well, what made you a ufologist? Did you go to ufology school? Uh, no, I just saw a bunch of videos on the internet. Oh, so that makes you a ufologist now. Oh, so you saw a bunch of disinformation on the internet, and now you think you're an expert at nothing. Yes, okay. yeah, that, that's how that works. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of those in ufology, unfortunately yeah. enough. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, you know the uh, the whole concept of ghosts has always been intriguing to me. Uh, the the concept of uh, staying around when you die has always been kind of a weird concept. Because especially for religious folks, and I, and I tease my religious friends with this, uh, who are afraid of death, I'm like, what are you afraid of? The next step is heaven, right? What, what do you think some of these ghosts stick around? <laughs> well, it, okay, I respect your beliefs in... And what in your Christianity and all this kind of happy stuff? But, I'm agnostic, you know, so don't don't worry about upsetting me. <laughs> well, you know, still you you've got these beliefs, even though you're you're an atheist, you you've got these beliefs going on, right? And and it's like uh, ascension is key, but you have to do that a special uh, a proper way, or you just reincarnated again. And you keep coming back here until you get a clue and you just go to the other side and you're with the rest of the ascended life that's over there on the other side. Um, as hard as that is to, uh, I don't really have to acknowledge or time. Yeah. Time. Oh, I have great knowledge. And I mean, you can listen to the latest, uh, uh, podcast with with Alan Bryan, and we did two hours about this, you know. But uh, it it's really difficult to to make somebody understand in what the thirty minutes that we have. Yeah. So it's it's a subject that we're just gonna like you know say skim okay <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna skim through it, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, well, who died and made you boss? <laughs> what, what do you think? Is, what do you think we're gonna figure out first? Um, and this is a tricky question uh, because we. What the heck was that? Uh, because I heard it too. You heard it, right? Uh, yeah, it said Allah. Right. I'm dead serious. I don't know where that came from. There's nobody else here. There's nobody else in the call. It's just you and me.
That, you that didn't come. That didn't come spooky from, in my video, do you? No, that didn't come from your end, right? No, it did not. I mean, I heard it clear in my room. I'm not even kidding. It said Allah. It Allah, was, right? It was, it was like a woman's yeah, voice, right? Allah. It was a woman's voice. It sounded like she was singing Allah. Yeah, Allah or Anna or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, that was creepy. And my phone is off. I turn off well, all my devices. So that... my phone, my phone is in the other room, two rooms away, and it's in the kitchen. I'm in my, so wow. And Kelly's sleeping, so it, it's that was no, but that didn't sound like and... it came from your end. It sounded like it came from in here. Well, the, they the spirits all know I'm pagan and I have a god and goddess. You know, like, so if for... I was for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, here's, the, here's the creepy part. Yeah, people might be watching and they're like, oh, come on, Angel. No, I'm dead serious. Like, this is not a joke. I'm not, like, I'm looking around because I'm actually, like, spooked out right now because I've experienced paranormal stuff in the past. And, I like, I got chills right now because I heard that loud and clear. So, I don't know, like, you're pulling one over on me or? I am not pulling <laughs> one over on you. Last time I started talking about Ascension. Uh, I was on Alan Bryan's Bronx Paranormal Show, uh-huh. and, and it was video, and uh, he swore up and down that he saw, uh, and it's on the video, and you, you can check it out. I think it's a plastic bag that was in the closet that was open, but he swears that it's a face, and it's got, the, the person has hair on it, and he, he said it was like a little kid that was looking over my shoulder. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. This is weird, man. Like I, you know, I live in an old building, uh, but uh, and you know, you hear things in buildings, like you know, creaks and sounds and stuff. But that's a, a very loud voice. I hope it recorded uh, because I, like, I've heard Kelly, and she doesn't sound like that. I know you don't sound like that, and I didn't see your lips moving when uh, when that was just said. Now, and we both heard it. I'm freaked, so uh, I don't know if people heard it, but if they uh, if they did, that came from my understanding from this room because I it was something I heard in between also like the the hearing from the headset when I when I first heard it, it was like uh, uh, it sounded to me like a notification from your phone or something. No, but impossible. your phone is off. Yeah, impossible. Your phone's, your phone's off. off. It's been off. Like, yeah. at no time is I, I turn all my uh, devices off when I go on air. Other than my laptop Sorry. and uh, the main, I have look. This is my setup. I have my desktop, which is on mute. I have my uh, laptop in front of me, which is on mute. That's recording our uh, video, and then I have the other laptop which is recording the audio and streaming the audio on my uh, side here. So I got three things going, but the only one that's recording audio is the one on my left side, which is uh, the one feeds the audio to the uh, networks and everything else. And that picked it up also. And now I just heard like a like a step or like two steps outside of the room. I didn't hear that. No, it was like... I'm just letting you know like, I didn't hear that. No, no, but I heard like right outside the uh, door. The guy. I, I'm not like, doubting you. 
No, 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 I know, I know you're not doubting, but I just heard, like, as I'm talking, I hear something like that, like, right outside the door. So now I'm really creeped out, like, if there's anything in here, um, open the door. You know, creep me out some more, why not? Why the hell? I'm really creeped out, right? <laughs> so let's let's go with the uh, with the flow. Unfortunately, I can't flip the camera around and catch y'all. So like, if you want to make yourself aware, you can you know float back here somewhere and make yourself uh, known to the crowd. Say something else. That'd be uh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But, um, I, I'm I'm spooked out, but I'm me not. Out because yeah. it, it, Allah is a controlling God, and I am sitting here talking about ascension. Yeah. And ascension brings you, makes you basically equivalent to what people would assume and what they, their perspective of, of what a God is. But ascension it, makes you an equal to that. When you ascend, you're, uh, you are 100% everything, just like people would assume a God would be. But what was and, my question, uh, Paul? Why do uh, people, you know, stick around or, or go to the other side, right? And what was the because answer? Because of reincarnation. Allah. Allah, yeah. Allah yeah. Is, uh, is is forcing people to stay earthbound. Right. That's that's my own personal belief. And he just, if that was who that was, then they just told on himself. Yeah. Dry snitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you yeah, are, I, ghost. <laughs> is it, yeah, well, it's just my opinion. All religions are bullshit, and it, they're all about control and keeping someone in fear so they cannot reach their potential of where they need to be in a spiritual life. That's just my personal deal. If people don't agree with it, I don't care. I don't have to live with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Kelly would uh, would, would uh, be happy if she they don't started moving it. in. Uh, she, she, I don't know that she feels exactly the same way or thinks the same way, but you know, she, she don't buy into the bullshit either. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, like I, I'm stunned. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's good stuff. See, that only happens when I have you on the show. It only happens with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel. I, you're 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 attracting them. Over. I'm I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> you have a whole following. Unfortunately, they're on the other side. But you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kesara, Sara. Hey, I'll even, see them in dream time. I ain't worried about it. There you go. Even ghosts read books. I'm sure they got to pass the time somehow. So maybe we'll have yeah. a whole new uh, funnel there of uh, of clientele to buy the book for you. Yeah. The ghosts sit around, you know, and they see how, how much full shit that I'm in or something. <laughs> Let's have a, a sit around and uh, it'll be a ghostly reading of Paul's latest work. <laughs> uh, that's that's really funny stuff um, and creepy stuff. Now, if you guys heard that, please uh, let me know in the comments on the uh, YouTube and uh, email me at info at publicstreamingnetwork.com and let me know if you heard the, uh, the Allah. I'm going to try to uh, cut that out later, maybe uh, show it around and see what people think. Uh, but that, that was uh, spontaneous, folks. That wasn't set up or, or prepped or anything. Uh, now, what do, you, what do you think is going to be more likely? Uh, disclosure, because we're in Disclosure Month, of aliens 
Or do you think the veil is going to drop and we're going to see ghostly activity uh, become more and more uh, prevalent in the near future? Well, I think definitely the paranormal activity will is going to ramp up even more than it's going on. I think disclosure isn't going to happen. I think misinformation is going to be bigger than before. You know, uh, that um, video that somebody put, uh, Dr. Greer, mm-hmm. in PSN chat, I watched that. I sat in my chair and watched it on YouTube on the TV today. That's the first time I've ever done that, by the way. And I was surprised to see the amount of proof and common sense and so on that they were talking about in there, especially when it went to our ships, our triangle ships and so on and so forth that I've talked to you several times on the shows about and how you can tell the difference. And uh, like a UFO, uh, the UFOs that I have personally seen, the the egg-shaped craft, they are as flat. Is an egg, mm. or is a piece of plastic? I mean, they're shiny and, and, and everything, just like a piece of plastic, all around. There is no seams in them whatsoever. There's no doors or anything like that. When you see this from, and I was was it the away from this. was it like the more classic saucer shape, or was it like the tic tac? No, this or? this was this was an egg shape, and I saw three egg shape. I I saw these and. It, who I was talking to on the other side, I was in an argument with them about personal matters. Right. And they told me to look out the window. And when I did, I saw three egg-shaped objects. Now, at the same time, there's what they call a party in the park, where mm. there's a live band and stuff like that, because it was on a Friday 3,000 people looked up into the sky and saw the very fucking same thing I did. Did it even get on the news? Probably not, no. no. Oh, hell no. Now, what was that again? That was out in Arizona, right? No, that no. was here in Toledo. Oh, in Toledo? That okay. was, uh, yeah, that was like 95. Oh, wow. Wow. You would suspect somebody would would report that. I mean, that that time period, there was a lot of UFO activity. But the difference between our ships and their ships is, like I described, they're seamless. They are flat, smooth, and you, with their ships, you don't see any means of propulsion Mm. whatsoever. With our ships... You see a means of what you would might assume would be propulsion, and you see all this crap on the bottom hanging down, be it pipes or be it right. canisters or what. You see all that kind of crap on the bottom. I was in Phoenix mm-hmm. with the Phoenix lights. I saw that shit, so I can say with my own two eyes, I have seen the real thing. And I have seen what belongs to us. Now, gotcha. I don't know that the U.S. government owns owned this at the time. But um, I know that it was ours. Yeah. No, you know, the, uh, you know the, the pyramid one that a lot of folks are, are saying that the Pentagon put out the pyramid ship in the sky that they're saying it's authentic, that they don't know what it is. Um, 
I don't know if you have you seen that one, the footage. No. Um, there's actual uh, U.S. military backing to what that is. Uh, they're reporting it as a UFO that nobody knows what it is. It's actually very terrestrial. It was a ship that was uh, created to replace a stealth bomber. It's called the Avenger 2. It's pyramid-shaped. Uh, Are you for- talking about triangle shape or pyramid shape? It looks like a pyramid, like straight up like a well, pyramid. Yeah, but does it go straight up and and fly and it looks like a pyramid? It, or is it no, just it, triangle it, shape? It looks like a triangle shape, but the way it flies from the sky and the way you look at it, it looks like it's a pyramid in the sky. And, oh. and, and it does have a, kind of like a, a weird shape where from a certain angle, it'll look like it's going like a pyramid, you know, like going up the pyramid like angle. So it has kind of like a weird pyramid type of look to it. Uh, but that's actually one of ours. We built that, uh, I think it was like two decades ago, we started building the Avenger 2. Not like the Marvel Avengers, guys. Nothing to do with comic books. That's just a coincidence. Uh, but it's called the Avenger 2, and it's, uh, a, it's a sub-stealth bomber. And it was uh, made to replace the old stealth bomber. And by God, when you look at that in the Pentagon footage and you know the history of that one ship, you're like, okay, that's what people are seeing. It's very obvious because you've seen, I've seen uh, some of like the black budget footage of, of these particular ships uh, through uh, different leaks and reports that we've had from the government over the years. And now, you're, you know, I look at it, I'm like, wait a second, uh, is the Pentagon really telling us anything or are they just telling us what they want to control uh, narrative-wise, to leak out, so they could tell us, you know, BS information, and not really give us anything, and it's just more of the runaround. That's why, you know, when I hear about disclosure well, and like the Steve, the, the Dr. Greer project, I'm like, that's all fine and great, but the problem is, we still are at the same, you know, place we were, you know, months ago. We're well, still. Guessing. I, 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 I yeah, you're right. I think that after watching this and the fact that someone is agreeing and, and, and saying, hey, you know, the the world wants to have a war in outer space. And I've been I told you a long time ago oh, yeah, yeah. that the greys were not bad. They, they, they were peaceful. I told you that. And then, they're, you know, Greer saying that the same thing and that, uh, you know, they want to go to war in space, um, so they're giving all this misinformation out, and they make these movies. You have to see, I, I mean, this digital monster is the only digital monster that ever scared the hell out of me. It's called Future War. Okay. And in the movie, uh, you find uh, that in 1950 or in 2055, aliens you were led to believe come to the planet and these monsters are unstoppable and we're losing a war. So we come back, they send people back to 2022 and in 2022 they come because 90% of the population is already dead. They come and they take the population of 20 in 2022 and they go fight this war with these monsters that, that I mean, you talk about monsters that, that they, they have tentacle arms and they open it up, and it looks like mouths. I heard it. It looks like, but it shoots darts out of the hand. Uh, out of you the heard hand. that, right? I heard it. What did it say? I heard that. 
I don't know, but it was a female voice again. I, I Like, I didn't make out exactly what it said this time, but there was, like, a female voice. Now, I don't have... This is the crazy part. Man, I wish I could show the screen here. But I don't even have, like, a... I can see the reflection. I don't, I, I don't have the... Oh, like, I see the reflection of your laptop. I can see it. it. You've got like a mountain setting in there. Oh, you just changed the screen. No, no, no. This this is my Sam Broadcaster, right? Um, there's no track playing or anything. It's just straight up streaming. And this is OBS, which is just streaming us. There's nothing else playing. I don't have any browsers open. So there'll be no reason for anything to play. Nothing plays automatically here. The volume is cut in every other place. The only thing that's picking up audio is my headset, which I can mute myself at any minute. Like right. And now right, you right. can, right? Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. usually when I'm not speaking, I right? And when, right now, I was about to mute when that sound came out again because you were speaking. And I heard it, but I couldn't make out exactly what it said this time. But the first time, it definitely said Allah. Now, this time, the, I have no idea. My point was, and that was a distraction, whatever <laughs> the fuck that was. It was yeah. a distraction to explain the fact that the movies, all the hardware and stuff that you see these days in movies, we've already been there. We already did that. The governments already have that. All right. But they want to make these monsters that are supposed to be these aliens so scary that when it comes time that they want to go to war with a fake war up in space, yeah. that people are going to buy into it and say, okay, yeah, sure, because these things are evil and bad. Yeah, no, it makes sense. That's how you condition people to believe uh, that you know these uh, entities coming from outer space are our enemies. Uh, look, and this is something that I I got into uh, with somebody who's very smart, apparently, a known rocket scientist, uh, on Skywatcher's radio a few years ago, uh, because uh, he who said that we have to be very careful with aliens because of what Dr. Stephen Hawkins said. Uh, he warned us that aliens might come down here like Indians when they were here and the white men showed up and they conquered the land and aliens were going to do the same. And I'm like, look, one thing is going from one continent to the next. Another thing is coming from another dimension or another planet or another you know, galaxy far, far away coming to Earth. Technically, if something like that is coming here from another galaxy or something, these are scientists. These are uh, uh, either scientists, they have to be robots, something that's mechanical, or if they're biological, they're science-based beings because they can find science to travel from point A to point B. Chances are they're explorers. They're not going to come down here to try to like destroy the world. At worst, they might be showing up just to observe, right, using the prime directive, leave us alone, let us do what we want to do, and don't bother, just observe. And take some of the resources, like, you know, they might need food, water, fuel, things like that, to stick around and observe. You know, that's what we would do if we find a planet with life. We will go observe, maybe from a moon somewhere, orbit in secret, and just, you know, leave something behind to observe the population, see their growth. And when the time is right, then maybe make contact when they're ready. 
this planet, I think, for as much as we want to see disclosure happen, I don't think the population in general might be ready because we're still at war over whose God is better. You know, so imagine, uh, yeah. you know, imagine if we go to space. Well, my alien life on Earth is better than your alien life on your planet. So, we, I mean, we're going to start the wars, you know, immediately. And that's just a sad reality of humanity. I agree. Yeah. As, as long as we can't get along with ourselves, we got no business going out in space in the first place. Yeah, it's a sad reality. Uh, we only have a, a few minutes left. Uh, you know, we've got about 10 minutes. I wanted to get okay. back uh, to the book here, uh, Paul, because okay. I want folks, again, to uh, to really not just read this book. I want them to buy the book physically, and I want to give a, a special, uh, you know, announcement here on the network, uh, something that we're going to do, which I haven't done for anybody. Now, you know, I, I often put books on the uh, affiliate section or the book club section on uh, the website. Uh, for a couple yeah. months, I'm going to put a link directly on my angelespino.com page on the front page of your book so people can go over from the front page and, and purchase the book directly. And uh, I want to track that. So if anybody watches this show or listens to the show and goes over and buys the book, I want them to send you a direct message saying they got it from my show, the, how to get there. So you know that uh, we're definitely supporting the cause because I really like the fact that you're, you know, back on and uh, doing the writing and doing all this stuff, man. And, yeah, and, and, and I it, will, if you have a way to get the book to me after you buy it and you want me to sign it to you, I will definitely sign it, sign it to you. Yeah, yeah I will definitely sign it. Cool. Yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, you can't do that with digital books. No. <laughs> you, know, you need a paperback. Yeah. You know, um, and I I can't help that the book is like eighteen fifty on Amazon. It won't let me. I I would love to be able to sell the book for ten bucks. But yeah. When I when I order it from Amazon, so I can sell copies in bookstores and do book signings and things that I do. I have to pay ten dollars a piece yeah. for my yeah. books because they charge. They don't. It's not like Prime. It's mm. not like fuck the author. The author can pay, pay shipping. Yeah. So, you know, if if I order, you know, 15 books or whatever, I have to pay $20, $30 in shipping depending on how much I order. If, if it will cost me uh 500 bucks to get 50 books. Oh, wow. Wow, they they and that's just, without they, the ship. That's not that's not even including shipping. Wow, but they they, they charge you that much, huh? I thought there would they be charge a, me yeah, that much. I thought there would be a little bit more lenient. Uh, for that's that's what Swamp Dust. Well, Swamp Dust is is, is a, a thicker, bigger novel, you know. But yeah, with Swamp Dust, it would cost me that much money just for fifty bucks. Wow! And it's like that. It's like you would think that that Amazon would give the authors some kind of precedence, you know. And and you know, if an author were to buy. 25 books or 50 books or something they wouldn't charge them shipping they don't give a shit yeah they don't charge them shipping anyway now do you have a website it that... doesn't matter if you have prime if you have prime oh they don't they care about that yeah. charge you shit they don't care yeah they don't no. care about that i've had prime and they still charge me for for books and stuff and uh you know you get the, some of the prime uh like kindle stuff for like a dollar or you know some books but 
you know, I've had friends that told me the same thing uh, that you're talking about now who are authors. And they're all like, yeah, we'll send you a copy, but it's, it's going to cost. Give me a week. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the well, author. <laughs> that's the other thing. It, it, whenever I have ordered my books, it has taken at least three weeks. Yeah. At least three weeks to get them. That's weird, man. Yeah. You'd, you'd figure that Amazon would be a little bit quicker than since, you know, that's what made the bread and butter was yeah. authors and books. Especially since we've we've got Amazon here in town. Yeah, it makes no sense. Go figure, big tech, uh, big companies, huh? Even in the future, nothing works. Go figure on that. Yeah. That was a that was a chair squeak. That was a chair. I heard that squeak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know the difference between a chair and Allah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't people listening or watching be like, wait a squeak. second. I farted. I, I, I see, farted. Don't try to cover I it I was trying to help you out there and be like, that was just a chair squeak. <laughs> But if you want to openly admit that you passed gas uh, on the show, it shouldn't shock anybody from uh, from Swamp Gas. That's right. <laughs> uh, Paul, man, you're awesome. Let me ask you uh, one final question here. Do you have uh, any websites up yet promoting the uh, your work, promoting you, any new websites? Because I know the old one uh, was up for a while, and then it went down. And Is there any uh, building back up the website? The only thing, the only thing I got is my uh, Facebook. There's a Facebook page uh, dedicated for Swamp Dust and my other books. Cool. It's my author page. You know the link to it, so people can go Paul, there. That's under Paul Eisen. It's a uh, Facebook Paul Eisen or whatever. Um, I can get you the link. Okay, cool. Yeah, do that because I want to make it easier on uh, the listeners and the watchers on my page, and I'm going to make sure that they can uh, go ahead and check out the book for the next at least uh, month or so. And uh, just go to angelitspino.com, and it'll be there for everybody to check out on the front page. On the right-hand side, where I have all my, uh, you know, swag, as I call it here, all my uh, links and banners and stuff. Uh, but, man, it's awesome having you on here for uh, the hour and plus that we had you on the show here and uh, I know that uh, Kelly is in the bed tossing and turning saying Allah huh I want to go to sleep forget Allah <laughs> and I know that uh, oh, yeah. you're getting tired over there so uh, we're about to uh, close up shop but I want to thank you again for being on here man we got to do this again it's awesome talking to you bringing you back on board and hearing your voice because man you you like disappeared I thought the beer bug got you yeah. for a while I thought well yeah, we, we lost the tramp to the beer bug. It, well, it, it's great to be back on your show, and thank you for having me here. You know, I appreciate it, and you know, I, I can't say that I'll ever uh, host a radio show again. But who, who, who the hell knows right now? I mean, uh, one of the big reasons I can't host a show right now is, you know, sleeping. exactly what's going on. You're She's sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it's like it, this is where the internet access is. This is where the computers are, and you know, I can't do a show when somebody's trying to get up, uh, uh, go to sleep for work, you know, and get up in the morning, and and all that. So no, um, I hear you. No, but look, for what you're writing, it adds a little bit of a creepy factor when you do it in the dark, the interview. <laughs> because I can see is like the shining of the glasses, a little bit of the beard. The, the teeth when you smile and show the book again I know it's not very lit up in there but try oh. to get as close to the camera as we can so we can show the audience okay hang on here let me uh, do this so I can see what I'm doing here's the book there's uh, the eye swamp there's the dust. Swamp dust four twisted tales 
Yeah, and that's a picture of a dragon's eye right there, by the way. And on the back of the cover, you got me sitting on my motorcycle. Yeah, that's cool. And you got a picture of a dragon in a castle. Just, you know. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on it and read it and bring you back so we could discuss it some more, my friend. And, uh, uh, you know, you might not be doing a show yourself, but whenever you want to hop on here and uh, talk about anything, you're always welcome. My casa, su casa. Uh, my you show do. is your show. You know that. Uh, you know we got a lot of love for you here on the uh, network and on the show. So, you're a good man, Paul. All right, dear Angel. Thanks so much. And you have a good night. Give my uh, best regards and uh, all the love in the world to Kelly and uh, for being a trooper and uh, letting you do this tonight. Because I know she's probably like, get in bed, old man. Oh, I, I will hear about <laughs> it in the morning, definitely. Tell her we love her here on the network. Also, we got a lot of love for you too. Okay, she's going to tell me it ain't going to happen again. She's going to say, you know <laughs> Tell her next time we'll do it a little earlier, just for her. Yeah, okay. that works. <laughs> You're awesome, my friend. I'm going to let you go for the night. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and hopefully uh, I don't hear any more voices. And if I do, I'll try to record it for the audience. All right, well, you be well, be safe, and I'll see you bye. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here and uh, being part of Inside the Jackal's Crazy Cookie Cabeza. See you, right. Take care, buddy. That, folks, is the great Paul Eason. And uh, please pick up Swamp Dust, uh, the book. It's, uh, you know, a, a work uh, that he's put a lot of uh, effort into. And uh, you saw it's a thick book. So it's a little bit of reading. But it's worth every page uh, because I know my friend and I know he writes good quality stuff. Whether it's fiction or fact, you decide what uh, what is what. Uh, I, I like stories like that. I like when people blend you know their own life stories with fiction stuff and and they uh, they create work uh, you know that is uh, entertaining. And uh, definitely, yeah, I've known him for a long time. He's come up with some really entertaining uh, work before. So we missed him on the radio, but he just got a little bit of uh, Mr. Uh, Swamp Gas himself. And with the uh, name uh, came a little bit of the gas at the end. Until uh, uh, next time, guys, we're going to be back on the Thursday coming up at 10 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be back on live again uh, this uh, next week on Sunday on Inside the Jackal's Head. Right here live on PSN Radio and PSN TV. And, of course, SoFlo Radio. So until next time, folks, uh, we're closing out uh, shop for the night. Uh, hopefully I don't uh, really uh, get uh, too many visitors, if you know what I mean, the next uh, couple of minutes here uh, trying to spook me. Uh, because that's no fun when you're trying to get some sleep or trying to do anything else. So, uh, guys, if you're out there in the ether, or girls, if you're out there in the ether thinking about haunting me, don't do it. The show's over. Bye! <laughs>